Hello ladies and gentlemen, and this is Off Point at 30 with me, Les Steed, and Marlon White. So one of the topics that we were chatting about, um, you know, off camera, is um, sort of ageing, like sort of, um, so, because uh, I was talking about this with, you know, my missus, and um, she's a little older than me, so she's now, she's about, well I can't really say how old she is, but she's in her mid-30s, whereas I'm, you know, a youngling. Yeah, I mean, firstly, it's really weird. She was sending, she sent me a passport picture recently of her in 2003, um, when she was like 18, and I sent her one of me in 2003 when I was uh, 13. Yeah, I was tiny. So you've got me like as like 12 years old going, yeah, and like and her looking like a woman, and there's me like, oh, it was like it, there was like a whole minute of silence. It was just bad. Um, but she was saying about how um, when you when you're in your 20s you're apparently that like every decade before the next decade is like a template um so for how you treat your body so for example like um if you know like when you're like in your teens like one of the things i've got going for me is i did a lot of swimming yeah and um and according to her she's she does she i mean she's medically trained um but she was saying how um it's it's created a template for me to be able to coast through my 20s without too much trouble about the way that my body looks um, you know, I mean, I've always had a bit of a belly on me, but that's just because, you know, well, because I like pizza and beer and turns out I'm probably allergic to everything, but, um, which is So shite. you're saying that, um, our thirties are technically going to be hell because we did abused our bodies yeah, in our twenties. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's no such thing as a happy looking crack at the age of 35, you know, I mean, mostly because they probably don't make it past then. Yeah. But, um, but no, um, yeah. So the science is that, well, it's the theory is that, um, cause what she does is she works out obsessively in a, you know, like towards the late twenties and then early thirties and she looks great for it. If you, mm. I mean, like there's going to be a point though, cause I mean like, cause she's mixed race yeah. and I'm white and, Mixed race people tend to age a lot better. In fact, pretty much everyone ages better than white people, <laughs> and um, which is horrible um, for me. But it's um, for but, anybody watching. Uh, me and Les are only a few months apart, and uh, we probably look about ten years different. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I'll say about ten years. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not balding. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look at me in my big beard. Um, you can't tell with the hat on. No, you can't. That's why you're wearing the hat. Um, but also, we did an episode on this earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've covered this ground. Um, one of the things that kind of got me was that it, it's like, at what point do you kind of notice that you've started to age? For me, huh. it was when I was about 25 when the, the hangovers were like, felt like I was going to die. It took me a whole mm. day to recover from a night out. As opposed to when I was in my early 20s, I'd be able to go um, drink and then wake up in the morning and feel like really bright and ready to go for the next day. But yeah, when I, once I hit 25, yeah, my body just started being like different. Mm-hmm. And I, got, I had this weird thing where I couldn't eat food afterwards. So, you know, like after a night out, you go like get a takeaway and makes you feel better in the morning. Mm. But I couldn't, I couldn't eat it. Like, I'll be hungry. Just, yeah, like, my body would just not. Well, be able you to couldn't eat it. the congealed takeaway yeah. sat by your bedside. Yeah, I'd be just, I would just have it. it, then I'd be trying to eat it. I can't eat it. I'm just like, oh. Well, yeah, because your stomach's full yeah. of poison, and which means that in the morning the hangover is gonna be so bad. Yeah, no, my stomach, I can't can't line my stomach afterwards. Because no. I, I used to be able to like kind of save myself. I'm like, okay, I've drank a lot. I'm gonna, I can eat eat some eat a lot now. Mm. And then so when I wake up in the morning, my my stomach won't feel as bad. But yeah, got to a point I couldn't eat that's horrible i mean for me like i think that uh yeah i noticed that the other day i had a hangover and 
I slept through the day. Yeah. And like, I woke up and I had that horrible thing where you like go to sleep and it's sort of four in the morning, so it's dark. And then you wake up again, it's four in the afternoon. It's, it's dark. dark. Yeah. And it's horrible. But like one of the things for me, though, like, it's been um, sort of muscle wastage. Like, because it's, I mean, I'm never really, you know, saying that I've got the body of the gods, but like at the same time, like I've noticed that like there are little, like, I mean, at what point do you start getting old man arms? And worst of all, what happens when you get old man balls? I don't know about any of those. But like, at what point do you sort of decide <laughs> it's like you go between having like sort of normal balls to old man balls? Like, you know, like where is the cutoff between like sort of normal man bollocks, you know, and, and, and old man bollocks? I don't know. And I don't want to know. <laughs> but like, you, you, I mean, it's worth looking into, Marlon. It really is. I think that like, if we don't, like, then it's going to be... I'd rather be a surprise. You'd rather be surprised. A welcome surprise. But like one day you wake up and all of a sudden you're tripping over your own nuts. It's funny, so. I was watching um, Ricky Gervais, um, one of his stand-up where he says like he was in the bath one day and he's like his, bo- his bollocks are like floating in the, <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, do we have to wait till we're like 40 before that happens at which point you kind of resign yourself to this idea that Christ's, that, you know, that it just, oh, no, 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 so no, What no, do no. you mean by like oh, muscle wastage though? I was in like, okay, so you get those sort of um because it comes a point where you go from having a, a, a sort of like hot body or whatever like a normal you know a body that's functioning to sort of a dad bod and i can't i don't know if that's because we're more sedentary as people because i know that um before christmas i was working out a lot yeah because i had nothing else to do because i was you know bored um but and i had the time to look after myself a bit more but now i'm working like shift work and like I'm doing a lot of, um, you know, I spend sort of maybe sort of five, six days a week working, but I'm working a sedentary job. And I've realized that whenever I do work sedentary jobs, obviously my body's kind of, kind of degenerate because I'm not, I've not got the energy to go to the gym. It's that motivation to go out and do well, it. Well, I noticed what it was like, I do an office job, but I noticed like with my colleagues, they're constantly like eating. Yeah. They're always like, it's that grazing. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm I'm on keto, so I don't take part in what they do. But they have like they always have cakes, all sorts of stuff going on yeah. in the office. They have like coffee mornings every week, where they just eat like, eat um cakes. Everybody brings in different cakes, and there's always like chocolate oh, and all nice. that. But yeah, I find like yeah, I find that that's probably the cause of you just sitting in the office all day long, and then you're eating as well. Yeah, like so that's going to be a cause of like your weight gain. Yeah, I mean, cause especially if you don't work out. I think most people that I work with are quite healthy. They go to the gym and everything. But if you're the type of person that's not doing that, you're just gonna eat and gain weight. Well, yeah, I think also it's like stress as well. Yeah, because I think that I mean, also I, I find that as I'm getting older, um, my life is filling in with. I wouldn't. I'd always. I'd say it was always an active and interesting enough life. But I would say that it's filling in with, um, things like, um with more responsibilities as opposed to activities. Mm. So like, uh, and also I think that the things that I end up wanting to do tend to be a bit more sedentary. So for example, um, I would, you know, like, I mean, a, a night out now is uh, going from, you know, like I'd be just as happy going for a meal with my mates, yeah. maybe sharing two bottles of wine, then going out until two in the morning. To be honest no. with you, like we were out the other day, like me and some friends of mine, you know, like the lads, so to speak. Yeah. And we, we started at like six thirty, and like by nine o'clock, we were like, "Shit, guys, are we actually gonna have to stay out?" Not like, <laughs> "Are we staying out?" It was like, you know, what? I'm becoming more and more like that as I get older as well. I rather just spend like, for, like literally the last two weekends I spent indoors, just chilling. 
Because like, like, to me, that's like my idea of like, having a good time, relaxing from work, just chilling, just watching TV and stuff like that. I, 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 I really like that at the moment. And at times I do go, I, feel, I, I do, I do know, know what you're feeling because when, by the time it hits like 9, 10 or 11, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I actually want to go home. And the funny thing, um, you know, we went to Prague last September yeah. for our friend Stagdu. And uh, we went to a bar, this Irish bar. I remember, I remember being so tired that night. <laughs> I was so tired. You know, like, it's the good thing about, like, European, like, like especially Eastern European countries is that they, in this country, they don't, when you get, like, a Diego Meister, mm. they just, they, they don't give you the Red Bull. They kind of just pour it out and then kind of give it to somebody else. Yeah. But in these countries, they actually give you the yeah. actual Red Bull. So like, I remember. It was this divide yeah, yeah. between, like, the guys who were, like, who were, like, sort of 27 minus yeah. and then 30-ish. And, like, between the people who were going, oh, yeah, Jaeger. And the people are going, oh, thank fuck, this Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so after we did, we did I'll that. have a double espresso and a, and a whiskey in there, please. <laughs> so after we did our shots, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drink the rest of this Red Bull because I need to stay awake because I'm, yeah. I'm knackered. It's, it's not like, even 10 o'clock yet. When you find yourself doing cocaine yeah. practically, <laughs> like, you know, like not because, not because oh yeah, let's get a buzz on it. Like, no, 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 no. Because, all right, guys, if we're going to make it past midnight, I'm going to need a bit of a pick-me-up. <laughs> that's where, yeah, like, that's, that's just where like, I yeah. end up. Yeah, like, just, you feel that just tiredness. Yeah, I, I, do you think, though, that that's because of ageing or do you think that's because of sort of, working life i don't know i think it's a bit of both and um the annoying thing now is like you develop a body clock as you get older as well oh that's yeah. something you can remember being a young person because you obviously when you i used to go travel across london so i used to have to wake up early but still if, my, if i didn't have an alarm clock or a mother i will sleep until like midnight to midday yeah so yeah so i, I found now i'm like on the weekend i'm waking up at eight o'clock yeah it's- why yeah, and like you're going to bed like two. And yeah, I'm going to bed like, two, three. This yeah. Time, yeah, and, and like the amount of time I spend sitting in front of a YouTube yeah. thing, just like I am wasting my life. Yeah, and like, I know I'm wasting my time. Yeah, and it's really annoying. But yeah, like, so that's that's what that's the problem now. I know even like when I go to bed late, I know that I can't make it up because I'm going to wake up early anyway. Like, yeah, like like before I'd be like, okay, I could go to bed late and I'm going to wake up in the middle of the, middle of the day. Yeah. That'd be fine. But now I know I'm going to wake up before nine o'clock, regardless of what time I go to bed. Oh, no. The worst one, yeah. like for me, because I work nights quite a lot. Like this month, I've been working night shifts and um, I've been waking up at, I, I finish at 1am. I'm in bed by about 2.30 because it's an hour to get home. Yeah. And then I'm still up till four in the morning. But then the next day, my body clock will do exactly what you just said. Yeah. Like 9am straight up. Like. It's annoying. And you don't know. And like, but you spend the rest of the day just tired anyway. Yeah. I see my mum. I, I see. I never see my mum using a alarm clock. I always always used to have an alarm clock growing up. I never see her use it. Just wake up, and I'm like, "How do you do that?" Yeah, then I couldn't do that. Now I'm getting to that age where I'm w- waking up. Right, I don't think I can. I don't think I can wake up um in time for work, but I'll definitely wake up to like to be late for work. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up probably around eight. I think naturally I could wake up easily seven, eight. Seven, and eight. there's times like there's times I've you know like, you forget to set your alarm clock or it doesn't go off for whatever reason. I'm sleeping. I'm like, I'm enjoying my sleep, and I'm like, hold on, this is too good. Yeah, this is way too yeah. good. Suspicious amounts of sleep. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I had that the other day. I was in, um, I was staying at my girlfriend's, and um, I had to be up at five in the morning because I work in London at eight, and yeah. I was on the other side of the country, and because you know why not just go long distance all the time. Um, but then, like with with that, it was like I had a dream that my alarm had been set wrong or no in my dream it was 4am I woke up from and then I was like you have to wake up woke up 
checked my phone, it was 2am, and then went back to sleep and had the same dream again, woke up in reality, I spent the entire night like in two types of consciousness <laughs> and woke up the next day at 5am, I was like, oh thank god, because like half an hour before, like, you know, like 4.30 before this thing's going to go off, like the entire time I'm just anticipating the alarm, it was really weird, it's like when you got a flight oh, the next day. I hate day. that, I hate that when you're anticipating the alarm. Oh, yeah, I messed that. up. I don't know if that's just like generally what happens to people, but like, it's, so it's not just me then. Yeah, I've had that where I'm like, I, I wake up and see the time now. I'm actually uh, anticipating it going off. Oh, it's fucked up. I'm expecting it to go off at any minute now. Yeah, and at what point do you decide that maybe you've got a mental disorder with that thing? Because <laughs> it's like you know, like at what point does that become anxiety? Because I think that after about doing that about six or seven times, you're like, <laughs> the, the clock, the clock's coming. Did you ever do that back in the day where you used to do, have like a song as your an alarm clock? Oh yeah, I had to stop doing that because I'm like, I hate that song now. I hate yeah. It. Like, I've run out of songs that I liked. Yeah. And now it's just become every single one of them. I'm, like, all right, I'm just away. a loud noise now. <laughs> just a loud <laughs> noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you can't have a song. Oh, no. But, but what, what are the other aging factors you think you notice since? There have your, been a couple of positive your, since ones. Since your early 20s to, like, now your early 30s. There have been a couple of positive ones. I think that because um, I've developed wrinkles on my face that aren't really wrinkles. So, like, when I smile, there's, like, these crinkles around my eyes. And it used to be um, one of my ex-girlfriends, her favourite thing about me was that whenever I smiled, these crinkles came up in my eyes. And um, I don't know, like, maybe it's sort of because I think that I think that as we get older, I think that uh, the girls that I know, they all tend to go for older guys. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure why that is, because it doesn't make sense, but it also kind of does a bit. May, I think it may, biologically might make a bit of sense. I guess also as well, like um, I think men. They say that men are like ten years behind women anyway. Oh, like, you know, and like six maturity, steps. yeah. Yeah. Wise. So it makes more sense that way than that way around, I guess. Well, like sort of equal levels of maturity yeah. of people. Yeah. But then I think maturity is quite subjective because I think that. And also as well, like men tend to have their shit more together as the older they get. The younger yeah, they are, we learned. Like, yeah. <laughs> After the first divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I think with them, um, yeah, with that, I think though that um, those attributes that I'm gaining uh, that make me look older are actually kind of working for me a little bit more. Um, and I don't think that when you're aging as a bloke, it's necessarily a bad thing, but it does depend on your attitude around it. Um, I think that obviously it's important to stay healthy, but then the results you get from being healthy is different. And I think that also it, I'm kind of confused by this um this idea that people would find me attractive for having a normal body um because ever since we were little we're brought up with that sort of body image of and i think the same thing actually really applies more for girls because they're sort of brought i mean everyone's brought up with this sort of ideal image mm. um you know it's definitely I mean, worth worth for women oh definitely that, that image yeah because i mean like if you see, i mean i was on instagram the other day and like it's it's incredible um, how that image has been propagated. Like every single one of these glamour models or Instagram models, they've all got the same exact body, mm. but in slightly different shades. Yeah. And they're all, it's, it's the exact same body. Because I remember like, in terms of like, if you go think about like online dating, I've had women like, been, say that they've been really put off by seeing a guy with his shirt off and like six pack out. They're like, yeah. they're really put off by that. Why? Just like, just the fact that he's doing that. Well, because he's showing it, off. Yeah, they find it weird. Well, I mean, in so, the same time though, I mean, like yeah. you know, if I had if I had a big pair of boobs and I was a girl, it's I, different. Yeah, I'd probably show a bit of cleavage. But it's di- that's different though. We're like, well, why is that different? I don't know how we are, how we are wired as like men. We're like 
I think we were kind of wired to kind of objectify women as opposed to. But I think it's the same thing. Re- that women goes in do. Reverse. Women do do the same, but they, I, mean, I was working they, in a they find it. They find it. They don't find it as appealing. But how would you know? Like, because I mean, like, I've spoken have... to women. They they said that to me. But like, you spoke to one. Yeah, spoke like, to one. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, like, they what did that. it say? Yeah, they said, they said <laughs> that to me. Like, oh, this guy, I've, I've been around like friends and all that when they're going on like dating websites. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Have you ever seen a woman open up a dating website before? No, like, it's insane. I, I don't think I, I, was in, I, was, I was at my friend's house years ago, and then um, I told you I spoke about Bardu yeah. a few episodes back, and like me and her, me and her just opened like a Bardu account, right? So like, I opened it, and like for men it's like really slow, but for her she opened it. It was like within like ten minutes, it was like twenty messages. Fuck. Yeah, twenty messages. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it just exploded. Yeah, because I mean, I think yeah. when you go through a breakup, you're just like, oh, I, I need to do, you know, I need somebody who's better. As opposed, than this and... as opposed to us, we have to like sort of work. Oh. We have to work the hell out of that app, Jesus, before we can get get any messages. Back. Yeah, she wrote back. Holy yeah. shit! You know, we like, have to work the hell out. Of it. We have to like message this one, this one, this one, this one. It's yeah, kind like, of a lot. More. You have to work the numbers. Yeah, yeah. it's a and lot like, more. It's a lot more work. A lot more opportunities. She just opened well. it within 10, 15 minutes. So many. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and then it's like, no, pervert, pervert, yeah. boring, boring, like, boring, boring. This guy boring. goes, shut No, 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 no. Because really? <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, I guess that it kind of does show a bit more it's interesting. It's interesting seeing it from that perspective because, like, you realise how creepy some guys are. Yeah. They're real creepy. I mean, like, you know, we got, I mean, one of our episodes got called a bit rapey by yeah. a little critic who I didn't take to heart. I totally took it to heart. <laughs> like, you know, like, I was like, I was like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but it's, um, but yeah, like, it is weird. I think that, like... And the thing is, you've now got this sort of counterbalance now, which is the nice guy, which is bullshit as well, because it's like, well, there's like, you know, like this these, these sort of, that sort of attitude of, I've been nice to you, therefore I, I deserve a sweetie kind mm, of thing. I don't know. I think, it, I think you get a lot further that way sometimes. Like, yeah. there's, for example, like even going back to that online dating, you like, I have had girls that talk about how they they were like talking to somebody that like, they seemed nice and then they like suddenly sent them a dick pic out of the blue and it's kind of ruined everything and it's like you just know there's yeah. this guy sitting going come on Johnny yeah. like come on and reel him in yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just like they were like the person said to me like all, all they had to do is that like, work it a bit more and they could have got so much further but then yeah but that's went. a mental backflip yeah. to try and read yeah. that from the other side of the screen yeah. like one of the things I found is that if you send a message that's meant as a joke yeah. The tone's in your head. You write it down, but the person reading it yeah, is a no. completely different tone. Doesn't have any context. Yeah, and it's you know like, and then all of a sudden, I found I've, I've sent messages before, like not like anything creepy, but like as a joke. Yeah. Um. Like you know, and obviously in my head it sounded sarcastic, and then it's come back with yeah. Um, what? And I'm like, uh-oh. So then you have to explain yourself, which completely ruins everything. And then you're sitting there just like... It's like when you have to sort of explain a joke to someone who just doesn't get it. Yeah, and by not, the end of it, it's just not funny yeah, anymore. It's not worth it anymore. No. I hated that. But yeah, like, I mean, at what point is it appropriate to send a... Is a dick pic ever going to be welcome? Well, I think the only time it's ever welcomed is if a woman asks you for it. True. That's the only time, really... Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I and also, when has it ever worked? It's like, hey, here's my penis. It's never worked. Yeah, great. Never but works. then again, other way around. Oh my god, does it work? Yeah, it works. Yeah. Dear God, yeah, it, yeah works. it works. It's like, hey, here's me in a pair of in a in a pair of jogging bottoms. I love you. I love you so much. That's the only way it works. If a woman you're talking to her and you, you're on that on that level where you're yeah. getting kinky, and then she goes, she wants to see a picture of like that. Then that's the only way it works. Yeah. But like you're talking to somebody who's going well and dick pic. <laughs> 
just, it's just not going to work. But wouldn't it be great if it happened the other way around? Like, it'd be like, it's like, you know, sitting there, chat, 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 tit pick. Fuck yeah. Like, you know, like, Can you imagine the guy being upset, like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like, this bitch, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> guys, guys, look, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? No bloke is ever, everyone's, every bloke is just like, okay, I'm quietly just going to save that and uh, hide it away. <laughs> So no one ever, no one else sees it. Yeah. Um, but like you know, unless you're a real dickhead and you send it around the guys, but I would never do that because yeah. you know that's just. But to be honest with you, yeah, it's kind of really weird. And yeah, I've had it like now a blue I've, one. I've spoken to a lot of girls and they they always complain about that. That they're like, why would you do that? Yeah, like I just I don't know. But I tell you what, here's a weird one. I've been taking a lot of Ubers lately, and um, I was chatting to one of them, and I don't know how full of shit he might have been, but it didn't sound like he was too full of shit. Um, there's all this controversy about Uber drivers attacking women and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But actually, um, I was chatting to a couple of them, and um, they were saying actually, they they're the ones who are getting quite a lot of like this guy was saying about how uh, there's every single Uber driver's got a similar story, um, but like they the reason they've got cameras and stuff is to prove that they that hands were here, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's always negativity going on the drivers, but. He was saying how one of the common tricks that they use is they ask for the charger. Okay, so the, he, he was taking this girl from across London. Yeah. And he said that she was a normal, nice, perfectly pretty, beautiful girl. And she was sitting in the back seat and she sat in the middle, even though there was no reason to sit in the middle. And he goes, um, okay, that's a bit weird. She's wearing a short skirt. And she's sitting with the legs straddled. And then he's like, okay, okay. Um, right, okay, he goes, just so you know, there's there's cameras in here, and also, um, you know, like, do you, are you sure you don't want to sit somewhere over there, you know, there's yeah, heated yeah. seats on the left and right, she goes, no, 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 I'm fine, and he's like, okay, she goes, um, can you pass me the charger, and he picks up the charger, turns around, and he's like, bumph, vagina, and he was like, whoa, 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 and then it's like, you know, he's like, I don't know where to look, I'm like <laughs> sitting there, he's like, he's like, I don't know where to look at my, you know, like, and apparently it's quite common that, you know, like, not, maybe not, I mean, I think it's, well, I mean, obviously it's girls, because not that many blokes tend to wear skirts, but, you know, like, I mean, although if I was ever, tra- if I was ever inclined, I totally would do this trick, like, you know, just sit there with a little bollock hanging out the thong, oh. and like, old man bollock, it's these old man bollocks, tell me, like, no, but he was like, um, he goes, like, he said that it happens quite a lot. And I know that, like, sort of, night, you know, like, quite a lot of that might have been a bit so more embellished. Was she, like, flirting with him or what? what was well, it, that was it. He was just saying, he was like, I don't know, but I think it's quite a shock factor. Um, and then, but... Probably, did she do it on purpose or...? Yeah, I mean, she definitely did it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, you know, she wasn't wearing knickers and, yeah. you know, she's sitting there straddling. I mean, like, you know, it's... You don't... You'd, and I'm, I'm, this could also be kind of fictitious, but if it wasn't for the fact that he's not the first person who's told me about that. The thing, after thinking about whatever you're telling that story about like Uber drivers, obviously Uber's like, I don't know how much millions they're worth, but yeah, it can be like a bit of a hustle. Oh, like, it's totally cut to right. Uber, Uber driver did whatever to you. You're going yeah. to get, you're oh. get quite a bit of money, aren't you? Well, yeah. And also there was this case where uh, Uber, Uber will absolutely abandon the driver under all circumstances. Yeah. There was this case where this guy, um, he was from a different taxi firm, but he was telling me because um, he wasn't with Uber anymore and he had been there for about 10 years. So had a five-star rating, blah, blah, blah. Muslim fella picks up this girl from Epsom. Um, she and her friend uh, wait, you know, made him wait for about 20 minutes while they got their kebab. He was like sitting there like, come on. He was already in a bad mood. He's only going on a mile and a half down the road. Uh, one of them's really shit-faced drunk, starts giving him racism and stuff like that because he's Muslim, being like, oh, where are you from, though? Where are you actually from? That kind sure. of shit. And um, he's like, no, I I'm, 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 don't really want to talk to you because 
furious. Your dick. And yeah, and like you know, but then she leaves her, her phone in this car. He, she's drunk. She, her friend takes her inside. They realize, obviously, you know, she lost her phone. Ring up the Uber driver. He's like, oh, hi, uh, you know, like what, you know, like oh yeah, yeah, I've got the phone here. Turns around, gives it back seven minutes later. Um, she's in the house. The girl, her friend, perfectly nice, normal person, comes out. Uh, the guy gets out of the car, goes, here's your, you know, here's your phone, here's your mate's phone. And she goes, oh my God, thank you so much. Does a little pat on the back, hug, goes to give him a kiss on the cheek, you know, to say thank you. That's normal behavior, yeah. as far as I'm aware. I mean, the last time somebody said thank you to me, I got a kiss on the cheek as well. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> also, on the subject, kisses on the cheek, fucking best thing in the world. Um, you know, like, there's, do you ever get that? It's like, you know, like, when, when you're sitting there just like watching TV, so I've gone off point. And, um, and like, and you know, and your girlfriend just comes out and goes on your cheek and you're like, <laughs> no, I don't. I oh, well, I'm a total sucker for that. No, well, I do. Cause I just sat there grinning like an asshole for like 10 minutes, all shy and like, <laughs> she's pretty. So back to that Uber driver. Thought, yeah, what Uber. Okay. So the guy he's, um, so the drunk girl who wasn't there and wasn't really in any sort of good state. Yeah. Gets her phone back. And the first thing she does was complain to Uber that he'd he'd sexually attacked her friend, but he's like he backed away from the kiss on the cheek because she smelled of alcohol and he was Muslim and he was like, no, I just because it's it's like when someone who's smoking breathes on you and you're like, Ugh. he just said that was all he did and then he got back in his car and went off, didn't think a thing of it. He went it went through tribunal, um, it got legal, it, all of the stuff goes legal. So all it takes is for somebody to go, oh that guy was a bit of a prick, one star. Why is he got one star? Because he sexually you know harassed my friend and it's like well. All these guys are super vulnerable, yeah. and because he, it went through tribunal, the TFL like tribunal said actually no, he clearly there was no wrongdoing. He didn't do anything wrong. The friend said he didn't do anything wrong, and this girl got him fired. And then he was like, okay, well I've done nothing wrong. Got all these case notes. He's gone through all of that bother. It's like ten grand to go through court and Jesus. defend his living. He's got kids and a wife who are depending on him. His license has been suspended for six months while they investigate him. All because of this one complaint that was completely unsubstantiated. Yeah. And because he couldn't prove it because of the camera, because he stood outside, yeah. he couldn't prove anything. But you'd think that if, for example, he had done something, you'd be able to hear them or the, 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 yeah. the car would shake a bit when she pushes him off or yeah. something like that, if he'd done it. And, you know, I mean, I'm taking him at his word. I'm taking the other guy at his word as well. And, you know, but the fact that there's quite a lot of these situations, and I don't ask the question specifically but I do mention what I do for a living, and I do, and I did say that you know I'd heard similar stories, um, and Uber just cut them out completely, mm. like, and you know even when they're found innocent, and this guy's now had to go and find other work, you know, and like when you're in a position where you know you're an immigrant to a country, it's very difficult. I mean, he spoke perfect English, he was really nice, all of them are, and you know, and I'm never, I mean, and I personally have never had a problem with you know, ever really had a taxi problem, but the, you hear these horror stories and everyone gets hooked on them. Yeah. And I don't believe it's just the media making a big fuss. I think that there are, you know, you're going to have yeah. bad apples. Yeah, of course. If you've got like 2 million people, you know, like in 2 million people, well, in 100 people, one of them's just going to be an asshole. Yeah. Um, you know, like one in 10 people isn't going to like you for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is something that you have to kind of be mindful of, especially in office environments, because I just, ugh. Do you think that at the age of 25, your attitude was like that now. Because, I mean, I know that both of our girlfriends are older than us. Yeah. Or your fiancé, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, like, do you think that you would have, when you were, like, 22, would have dated, like, you know, your girlfriend now? I don't think she would have wanted to date me, to be honest. I think, I don't yeah. know. 
I think it, it took me because we. I I met her when I was twenty six, mm. and she was um thirty. So I think I don't know. Yeah, I got to a level of maturity that that where we were on the same level with each other, and that it was most likely to work. Mm. I don't think I'm not sure if we would have been in the same place. Say she, I, she was twenty six and I was twenty twenty two. Well, in fact, I would have still been in university. She would be working, so we were completely different levels, different maturities. Yeah, because I mean, I've, I've... I would have been unemployed at a university. She would have been working. So true. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, so would you say it was more like the sort of the social, like the? Because I mean, when I met my girlfriend, she's I was unemployed, but yeah. that was only a sort of a year ago, or so but uh, or six months ago. But with you know, like with that, it's um, I'd say that she was just as immature as me. Mm. Even though, actually, no, I'd say she was a lot more mature than I me. Think, I, think I don't that, think age age matter. I think you have to be on the same level of maturity. But would you say that you've kind of grown other. through her and become more mature because of her influence? Yeah, also it has helped. You start seeing things in a different way. But um, yeah, I think you definitely have to be on similar level uh, maturity levels. Really, you can't be. I don't think there can be a massive gap. Really, it's not going to really work. But I mean, like, how would you define the maturity level? Or like a maturity level, let's say. I mean, like, what what's the difference between being mature and immature? Mm, I think we all know the difference. Like somebody that can't handle situations, somebody like I don't know. If there's a there's different there's different levels. Somebody's really mature and somebody's really immature. It's not how's that gonna. Well, because I mean, match. the thing for me was I, well, well, because I mean, I got called immature once when I was yeah. I was in Venice, uh, and I the the thing was right. I'd organised the holiday, I'd. Um, or at least, you know, I've been a major part of the holiday organisation. Um, you know, I'd sat down, we've worked everything out, we found the hotels, we've done all of that stuff, which is all quite, you know, like high function. I know that there's like 12 year olds who can organise a holiday, but, and it's not the most adult thing in the world, but all of that organising, all of that sort of finding nice restaurants and like, you know, going around and figuring out what to do, how to get from A to B, you know, like I was in charge of the map because my ex didn't have a sense of direction, but, um, we we started playing a drinking game because we, we we spent the whole day walking around. It was amazing. It was one of the best mm. days. And then we go from A to B to C. And like every other bar we walk past, we stop for a drink on the way back to our hotel, which is on the other side of um, of Venice. And it was a great game. And it was a really fun night because we ended up then like you know after about three goes, we we then stop stop someone, and then we ended up in this random bar drinking Aperol spritz. And it was a really really one of my best nights out ever. We end up at this per- birthday party. We just didn't know where we were blah 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 long story short it gets to three in the morning and um this guy buys me a whiskey shot and then i just completely flatlined i just suddenly went from being you know like normal bit drunk to wasted and i knocked over a fan and this um italian club owner and it was a shit club it was dead as a doorknob it was two in the morning and they were just corrupt fucks who were just trying to threaten people and threaten me and trying to get me to pay 140 euros for this 20 euro fan. Oh, because you broke it. Yeah, and I just said, no, I don't, I don't want to, actually. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not paying 140 euros. He goes, yes, yes, you pay 140 euros. Now, my then girlfriend had to, you know, says she had to jump in. And, it, you know, it was one of the few times when she'd had to handle the situation for yeah. me. But the guy, the American guy who got me this drink said, oh, he's kind of, you want to be careful about him because he can't handle situations. I'm like, well, I mean, after, like, I can handle situations normally. I've got no issue with getting us across the fucking city twice mm. and back while well, well, pretty pissed. But then, yeah, I mean, when someone drops me with a fucking double shot of whiskey, mm. uh, when I'm already sitting there propping up a fruit bar of all places mm. and unable to realise whether or not the drink's got vodka in it or not and still paying nine euros for it, the bastards. Um, 
what I'm tra- what I'm saying is that you know like I I mean because he judged me as being immature. But I wouldn't say that I was immature. I would say that I was just shit-faced wasted and didn't know what was going on around mm. me. And I needed somebody to look after me for once. Two days later, my girlfriend at the time got shit-faced and I carried her across town. I, yeah. I got us the taxi. I got us, you know, I got us everywhere. You know, I did all the micromanage, all the micro-organizations and, you know, like we got hammered together. But then I wouldn't say that she was immature. I'd say that she was just wasted. No, I would have said that. I would have said, I don't think getting wasted makes you immature. No. But then again, I think that if you're getting wasted a lot yeah. and you're like 35, it's weird. Well, it's alcoholism. But you like, have a problem, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the thing is, though, if, you're getting, if you're 25 and you're getting wasted a lot, then that's fine. But if you're like 35 and you're doing it, then that's weird. So to segue into something else quickly, um, yeah, I find I do a lot more like casual drinking as I get older, like in terms of like I rather chill indoors and drink a glass of wine. Yeah, go I'm out doing that. To a, like, a, a nightclub or whatever. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? What? at what point did you realise that was what you were doing? I don't know. Probably about a year or so ago. I remember you never would catch me dead drinking wine. Then it became one of my, became one of my favourite things, just chilling indoors with yeah. a glass of wine, watching... Get one of those big goblet yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> watching like a film or something indoors or something. Or like, even if, I go, if I'm going out to like chill with a mate or something, or even you, I'll be like, let's chill with a glass of wine. Yeah. And just chill. That's how this started. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, yeah, this podcast died. <laughs> like, I find that, like, there must have been this moment where we, where you're standing in a shop looking at two big glasses of wine yeah. and you're like, this, it is time now. Yeah, this, time. this, This is our future of drinking. Yeah. I think... This, this is something that only happened to me about a year ago, really, a year or so ago. Hmm. So I getting into that, just chilling with a glass of wine. As no. opposed to, like, I used to, like, drinking beer you know, and the spirits and everything, but then, like, yeah, wine. Yeah. I, I, and it and doesn't then also as well, nice. I think, also as well, you, you kind of convince yourself, oh, it's good for you. Yeah, it's bollocks. Yeah. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's the same amount of alcohol in that as there is anything else. It's good for you. They say red wine is good for you. Yeah, so that's like I'm, saying I'm, having I'm, a cigarette yeah. every couple of weeks yeah. relieves stress. Bollocks. It's <laughs> just nice it. to do and we want an excuse. Yeah, one one glass one glass of wine is okay. Because I think it's what I am. Yeah, but who are you kidding? Yeah, like, but, you, don't, you don't just yeah. have one glass of wine. Everyone like, says they're having one glass, but yeah. they fucking have the bottle. And also as well, it depends what your definition of one glass because there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's the measurements as well. Yeah, actually, one glass is actually really small. Yeah. yeah, but like the, what what I'm pouring in is like triple what you should be pouring. Yeah, in. like you know, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but like that bottle goes down in three yeah. glasses tops. Yeah. Like you know, there's no way yeah. that thing's gonna sit there yeah. being like. I, I I just I just think though that like apart from drinking behavior, and like I think that getting a job is a huge factor because I know that my drinking changed quite dramatically this year, um, and I've realised that I mean in the last three months since I've started working more. Um, my drinking's gone straight down because mm. I feel that, like, I mean, I'd I'd like to be able to have like a glass of wine, like you know, on Tuesday, but I've got to work the next day. Yeah, and exactly. like, it's not worth exactly. it. Exactly, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday now, and like, that's why we're drinking water. Yeah, because you're too stingy yeah. to buy a bottle of wine. And it's a Wednesday, and we've got work tomorrow. Yeah, but you're still not buying a bottle of wine. In. Also, as well, I'm not drinking at the moment. Trying yeah. to be all healthy. Yeah, yeah. Like I think trying that, to live a little bit longer. Yeah, but like, do you feel that like also? Do you feel that that's also kind of part of the parcel of sort of becoming the dad phase? What do you mean? Right. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately because um, like, I'm not saying I want to have kids right now, but it's something that's on my mind mm. as I'm getting as from about the age of 27. I think the reason I came back and decided that I needed to start redesigning my career and making sure that I became more successful was that um, I was my my you know, like I had a partner back then who was like, oh, 
who was Indonesian, she wanted to get married at the age of 27, felt like she was a spinster, mm. wanted to move into, you know, like have a stable relationship with someone who could provide for her because she was a gold digger. Yeah. But um, the... <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah, that fell through, though. I just found out last week. I was like, yeah. Oh, no. I, mean, I mean, terribly sorry. It couldn't happen to a better person. Um, but no, my point is, though, that um, the idea got in my head at that point that at some stage, when I'm maybe 33, 35, I'm going to be having a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already designed my motorbike so that I've got, um, I've already, the whole, the whole way here I was thinking, I'm going to make little stirrups, super glue them to the side of the tank so that the kid can like hide behind the windshield and then play and then and be on that. If they can't reach the pedals yet, give them a little helmet, dress them up. motorbike. Yeah. With super glue. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'd be sitting over them, so, you know, they're going to be fine. But like, I mean, they're not going to be fine and we're not going to go very fast because I've probably shit myself the whole way as well. Um, but... I'm not saying let's do it when they're a baby, but when they're conscious, talking, oh, oh, moving oh, around a bit, you know, clever. I'm worried that this uh, footage is going to be used against you in a court of law. No, it won't. I mean, like, no, because I mean, I think, no, I mean, like, but you, I've started making these dad designs in my head, and it's getting weird. Like, I mean, like, they're getting worse. Okay, so we've got the okay, like the kid, the kid on the bike thing. Okay, so because I'm trying to figure out how to fit an extra person into my life, and mm. I'm only just in like the first probably that stable relationship I've ever had. Where either I don't have um, imminent emigration coming up, or um, or like you know all this crazy shit that happened in the past, mm. or you know like or you know like weird little bumps in the road of what would otherwise have been quite a good relationship. So I'm in a stable position with somebody who is also stable and in the same sort of mindset, and it's um, so logically speaking, in the next two years potentially, and two years is a long time. In the next two years, I could end up like you, about you know, ready to get married, and mm. you know, going through all that stuff, and like you know, like the rip and roll of all of that shit. And it's not—I wouldn't say highly likely, but it's—it's it's on the cards. So yeah, that's another thing about maturity level, getting to that stage in life where you feel that you're ready to make that next transition. Yeah, but I still want to go abroad. Yeah, I, I still miss it. I still want to go and because uh, I mean, like Plan B of. You know, if I ended up with a breakup, I would definitely go abroad. Mm. In fact, I very nearly did. I was like, I had the immigration papers and everything lined up. All I had to do was pay 600 quid. I'd have been in Australia. But then I met my partner and, you know, like, and then things happened in London. Mm. Um, it's it's difficult. It's, it's weird how, like, sort of, because I have, I mean, there's not a lot that I really, I mean, my career's been designed to sort of move around as much as I can. And I've ended up exactly where I was in the fucking first place. But, um... It's weird because like, I do. You, do you not still want to sort of like I don't know, sort of live elsewhere for like a year or two just to see what it's like, and then like, well, I'm different kind, cultures. I'm, I'm kind of like at the point where I'm, if I haven't done it, I'm not probably gonna do it. Really? If I do, if I do do it, it'll be with my missus. It won't be not something. Well, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about stuff that we'll do together. Yeah. So it's not like oh, I'm just gonna pack up and go somewhere. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I don't know, you, you get to a stage where it just feels like everything's happening at the right time. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's rushed, it doesn't feel like it's happening too like, quickly or not taking mm. too slow. It feels like it's happening at the right time and it feels like this is the perfect time to make these transitions. Yeah. I think, like, you shouldn't try to, like, go on anybody else's clock in life anyway. You need to do things when it's right for you, really. Mm. I mean, like, for me, it's... Like, me and you are the same age, so doesn't mean that we need to be making the same decisions at the same time. It might take you another five years to get there or might depends. 
I think it's also things. circumstances. Yeah, and you know, you met you met your girlfriend or your fiance three years ago, yeah. whereas I've only just met exactly. mine. And I think three years ago, you and I were having a very similar discussion yeah. actually, just with a different girl in mind, in my, on my part. Yeah. Um, where we were like, I think it was the first time we've seen each other in about five yeah. years. I think it was actually about a year and a half ago. Actually, was it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. No, it would have been a bit longer than that. Yeah, because twenty eighteen uh, breakup, about a year and a half. Uh, yeah. yeah, um, no, but yeah, because I was thinking, because I mean, I was thinking about it and doing that kind of stuff. In fact, yeah, I did yeah. end up like in that position, but yeah, uh, I think at the time I was thinking about like proposing, not thinking about. Yeah, like, you were thinking about my ring mind, prices. It was like it was in my mind at the time. Yeah, and all the lads were just like, "Are you, you know, like?" Yeah. And all of a sudden, me and you having this conversation, like, "Oh yeah, how much do you think they are?" Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we did have that conversation about how much you cost. Weird, and then like, yeah, and also that's the other thing is is the money because I think do you think that financial your financial levels or like you know like your earning power has affected your maturity as well yeah it has um you kind of i don't know it, it has definitely has you, you kind of learn the value of like the money what you can do with it it affects where you can go what you can afford but like does it give you confidence and sort of make you feel like a man um rather than Mm. sort of you know like not really i'm not person. earning nowhere near as much money as i need or want to earn it's not like I've hit the like, This is my goal. I've got hit it. Like that, it, it, it is technically my goal because looking at it years ago, I'm like it seemed like a lot more money than it was mm. years ago. I remember looking at them what I am less than what I am on now, mm. and I look. I remember looking. I'm like, oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so amazing. Like, I, went, I went for an interview for a job that pays about three grand less than I'm paying now. I remember looking at them, like, oh, I wonder if I could get that. I was calculating how much I would get every month. Mm. And it was like, it seemed like amazing to me, but now I'm earning like more than that. It's not, it's not what it seems to be. I had a similar thing because yeah. my, um, my first job in journalism really heavily underpaid me, underpaid me, but it was kind of part training part yeah. that. And I think though that as a result of that, I was underselling myself. I was selling myself for like 24, yeah. which is bollocks. And it made me look shit. Whereas actually, um, I'm now, you know, it's, it as at the level I'm at now is worth a lot more. Um, but I think that with, because I think that also having that that financial stability has matured me, particularly over the last six months or over the last three months, has made yeah. me feel a lot more mature as a person because it makes me feel a lot less, you know, judgeable in a way. And also, I think it, I, I feel like it gives you confidence, and then you sort of sit back and you're like, okay, well, and you take pride in 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 possessions or in things that you wouldn't have thought to even own before. Like, I don't know, like, this is, we're sitting on your sofa. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I don't have a sofa. Mm. Like, quite, to be like, fair, I did, we didn't buy these sofas, so. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that kind of concludes our little discussion. Thanks for listening to the podcast and also thank everybody that's been supporting us all around the world. Yeah, it's, um. well, we're, you know, we're not going to start calling ourselves Mr. and Mr. International, but yeah. like, it's uh, it's, it's kind it's of interesting. It's, while I'm here, I actually want to shout out the um, Naturally Unbothered podcast that um, shouted us out. Thank nice you for like reaching out to, to us and giving us advice and everything. They're very helpful. <laughs>